Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Episode 83 of Victory Road, a Pokemon podcast. It's time for another adventure in the world of Pokemon. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm Team Zarude, because today we are talking about the most recent Pokemon animated movie, Pokemon the Movie, Secrets of the Jungle. Of course, Victory Road is a production of the Four-Eyed Radio Network and is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design to fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And as always, please subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you're listening. Those ratings and reviews make Victory Road more visible and much easier to find. My guest co-host today is back after chatting Pokemon Journeys just a couple episodes ago. It's once again our favorite Pokemon professor, Professor Spruce, a.k.a. Lee Welcome back, Lee. Ah, hello. Did you know <laughs> that somehow, while not having a visible tail, Primeape can still use Iron Tail? Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> I had to come up with that fact. I, I heard that and I was like, I must share this discovery. <laughs> it's beautiful. Use Iron Tail. I'll use my butt. <laughs> For all of your Primate-related Pokemon facts... Uh, Professor Spruce is your guy. <laughs> yes, I am. Along with my trusty assistant, Dr. Pepper. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> How's it going, dude? Ah, it's going pretty good. I've, uh, after our last episode, I kind of delved, uh, I'd say about elbow deep back into my, uh, Pokemon sword. Nice. And, uh, I am happy to say that after our talk, I believe it was after our talk, I happened to get my first Surfetched. I think hey. it was like within the next day, and now he leads my team. So. Yes, <laughs> that was after our talk because I feel like you had told me you were looking for for uh, a far fetch or something to that to that effect. So yeah, congratulations! I'm so glad you've now got the knight on your team. <laughs> yes, and he it's I I don't know what happened, but for someone who happens to love a Pokemon, this fancy sword wielding duck has become <laughs> my uh, what's the word mascot? There we go. Nice. Yeah, I uh I I do it it's interesting which Pokemon have really gained sort of like new life or appreciation among different fans based on getting a regional form or a new evolution cuz for me Farfetch was one that I thought was like fun uh but now I feel like it has a special place in my heart because of its regional form and evolution. Yeah, uh, and it's like it's it's interesting because like the way the way they have it work is that they've kind of they've really given it that sort of uh highland feel mm -hmm. with uh with the galarian farfetched because you know you know log t log throwing and all that yes. sorts of stuff you know big feats of strength and you really get that with this version yeah yeah oh it's so great it's such a good it's such a good update you know like i think uh i don't know who i don't know if kyle and i ever talked about it or if it was me and my friend zach but like just the fact that there are almost no Kanto region Pokemon left that don't have some sort of 
either regional form or new evolution after the fact or something like that. They're definitely um, in the minority. Oh, yeah, very much so. But honestly, given how well they've handled a lot of them, I actually am pretty okay with it. At first, yeah. there was sort of a weird taste in my mouth about it, but uh, a lot of them are getting new life. So I'm, It's like I'm optimizing it. old content for an yeah. MMO. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, nice. Where Whereabouts in your sword game are you at this point? Um, I just completed the... Uh... What's his name? Uh, I'm still I'm still familiarizing myself with the names and places, mm-hmm. but um, it was up just before Route Nine, uh, where you learn about the uh, the Spring of Heroes. Oh um, yeah, I just completed. I just beat that gym leader, and I'm I'm heading down Route Nine so I could get to the next gym. I just got my funky floaties. <laughs> nice. Yeah, a fighty octopus <laughs> that lives in water that is not a water type, which <laughs> I must say, when I first encountered it, was baffling. I could not what understand was it? what it's was like happening. Grap Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's... Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, very rude inclusion there, but clever. I actually think it's, it's kind of nice uh, to throw some stuff in like that, keep us on our toes, in a game that's otherwise, you know, pretty forgiving. <laughs> Yeah, it's um I I both love and hate that about sword is that you know you've mm-hmm. got these things where they're they're not where you think they would be. <laughs> but I mean it it works out and I'm actually for a movie that's set I guess within this time period I I'm kind of sad that we don't see a whole lot of the, of these new pokemon in the new movie. Yeah, they're they're we'll get into to some of it, but they're definitely representatives, but I think part of when this movie came out in relation to the anime probably has something to do with that a little bit. That is um, true. Cuz we we ended up this the movie we're talking about Secrets of the Jungle, we got, you know, over a year, well no, not over a year. We would have gotten it over a year after uh, or later than Japan. It was pushed over there, but we still, you know, we still get it get it much later so not sure if that was part of it but it's a it's a good it's a good region i'm excited about it i do wish you know we talked a little bit about this when we when you and i were talking about journeys um i wish that it was featured more in anime and so to not have a movie sort of dedicated to it is also kind of like a oh man are we are we gonna get like really dedicated galler anime stuff yeah um, i suspect we will we've gotten some stuff already but um, I just hope it isn't. I hope it isn't a region that's, you know, not not represented enough in the anime because it's good. It's good. Just kind of left behind. It, there's <laughs> so much untapped potential. They just basically they glossed over the story by saying, "Oh, hey, by the way, we're doing a here's the the two heroes, the swords and the shields, and go and mm-hmm. Ash get them." Blah blah blah. And it's like, well, that doesn't do any justice. Yeah, yeah, they took the whole game and kind of uh, took the main story and put it into what two or three episodes. Yeah, um, which is kind of a kind of a bummer. It would be cool if they. I know now they're doing, you know, these these side. You and I talked about these a little bit. These side series. It would be cool if we got even just one episode of those little side series that went back and told that story um, in anime form. That would be really cool because oh, yeah, one definitely. of my one of the things I really wish that Sword and Shield had done better was dig deeper into that lore and that legend but you know <laughs> which is a great opportunity for evolutions because you know yes! like uh what was it uh the, the last series that they did with with these little like episodic serials where they kind of followed some of the characters that you 
that you meet in the games, mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, by the way, these people also exist in the world of Pokemon, so let's yeah. follow them. And to do that and, like, meet the characters from Sword and Shield and do, like, uh, do them following this mystery and learning about the legend, and that'd be great. And you could do that in a nice little 15, 20-minute episode, like, or, or at least a piece of that journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In much in the way, um, I forget what they named the gold character. Was it Ethan? But oh, uh, I'm so bad at knowing I think what it the was... actual like yeah. middle character names are because they never show up in the anime. No, I think they. I, um, <laughs> I know I Brendan. Was... I know that name. It wasn't Brendan. It, it might have been Ethan. Uh, I think you're right. So, and I mean something like that, which is great because it's uh, it's kind of ambiguous whether it's in the the game universe or the or the anime universe, but it's still amazing nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more of that stuff, I'm here for it, for sure. Speaking of Galar and speaking of Sword and Shield, I did finally, uh, it, I haven't brought this up in a while because it took me much longer than it should have, uh, finished my fairy monotype run in Shield. I did a oh. replay of Pokemon Shield where I only used fairy type Pokemon, which at the beginning of the game was very challenging, but at the end of the game, uh, hopefully this isn't giving you too much information for your own game, but... Uh, was was a a gift <laughs> to have started with all fairy types. Uh so <laughs> that is finally done and then actually just before you and I started recording I unexpectedly because I was way under leveled uh just became champ in a blue version replay I was doing as well. Hot dang. Uh, really messy really messy play on my part. <laughs> but it turned out okay. <laughs> Many potions were used. <laughs> That's what's wild is like I okay, so I I I effectively had like 5 out of 6 pokemon cuz I forgot to take uh my level 16 sand shrew that new cut and slash or uh cut and strength out of my team. So I was like, Oops. "Oh no, like oh. I forgot like uh I forgot my fire pokemon to to use against blues venusaur, you know, like cuz you got to make up for what uh, for your your choice at the beginning, completely right. forgot to swap Sandshrew out uh, and my fire Pokemon in. So I was like, oh well, this is gonna go horribly. Um, and and honestly, only used like three revives in the process. It really worked out. I don't know what was going on. Uh, those those uh, you know computer opponents aren't as smart as I think they are now <laughs> to yeah, not they, use they were... agility over and over again. <laughs> they were definitely simple. <laughs> back then <laughs> i was worried they they were not worried enough it seems nope <laughs> so a couple more championships under my belt i've been trying to you know replay some stuff uh and refamiliarize my stuff uh myself with stuff uh in the wake of of kyle the much smarter of the two of us <laughs> stepping away <laughs> so I'm, I'm working my way through again uh to hopefully make up for some of that and so it's going okay. <laughs> so that's all right. That's what I've been doing lately. <laughs> and I'm uh I'm when uh I don't know. Did you happen to cover um the Arceus news in the last episode by chance? Um, I think we talked a little bit about it, but I don't think we would have gotten some of the most recent stuff. So what what kind of stuff for you have you been well, pondering with regards to Arceus? I think Kotaku had just um well not just, but like within the past week or so, they happened to do an interview and basically what they're 
what they found out was that Arceus isn't necessarily going to be an open world title. Yes, yes. It's yeah, we didn't be talk more... about this, but I did see this. Okay, yeah, it's a... Uh... So it's going to be set up sort of like Monster Hunter stories, much in the way that you have this this sort of base town that you're in, and then you go out on missions, and that's where you do the bulk of your interacting, and then you come back once your mission's done. Yes. And so I can and I know there, uh, Twitter was a buzz with all of this, saying, <laughs> oh, it's not going to be an open world, which, yeah. I mean... No one said it was going to be an open world. No, if if I may rant for a very brief moment here, no one said it was going to be open world, no nope. one said it was Breath of the Wild, we 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 did this with Sword and Shield, <laughs> it, wasn't, <laughs> exactly. it wasn't Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and this is why I always come in with the lowest expectations... <laughs> And that's it's what not gets just me. A bit. <laughs> Once I started seeing the uh, the comparisons, they were like, "Oh, it's going to be like Monster Hunter." And I was like, "Whoa, hold on, pump your brakes. This could go either way." Remember, there's multiple titles in the Monster Hunter series. You've got your open yeah. world, but then you've got stories, and so you know you've got a fifty fifty shot. Let's 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 hold on here. Yeah. So, and I'm a big fan of Monster Hunter, so I don't. It, it works well either way for me. Yeah, someone introduced to me, I don't know if it was you or if it was a, another uh, guest co-host at some point, but somebody introduced me to the idea that that what we had seen reminded them of Monster Hunter uh, pretty early uh, in the in the conversation. And I'm glad that whoever that was did that uh, because it really sort of gave me a different point of reference so that even if I wasn't expecting Breath of the Wild, I didn't have to lean on that as the only potential comparison, you know? Right. Um, and so I think that's probably part of why I wasn't surprised and am not disappointed to learn that that's how legends Arceus will work because I wasn't relying on one specific sort of comparison. And that's, that's, it, that's kind of how it should be. I, at least I would think so, you know, instead of, you know, putting all of your expectations in one corner of the, uh, the genre, mm -hmm. you know, just kind of field and limit your expectations. You know, it's nothing's ever going to be what you expect. That's yeah. just, life and honestly in this case i think that's amazing like uh, like arceus legends arceus is going to be dope as heck it's going to be cool and unlike anything we've played in pokemon so i'm pumped i can't wait to play it i'm certain that i will be delighted as i play it um, and i hope that other people uh can kind of get in that mindset and not uh not i just don't want to go through the sword and shield thing all over again right like, yeah i just don't want for everybody to hate hate this game before it comes out uh and then spend all their time talking about how this game is bad not because it actually is uh, but because <laughs> it's not what they wanted you know the only sword and shield <laughs> thing i want to be involved in is figuring out who i need to venmo to get cleavor in sword and shield <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's 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 that all i want fun. that's that that's... would be fun <laughs> <laughs> Cleor looks cool as heck. Oh my god! <laughs> and I mean, it doesn't help that I'm, I'm a fan. I've since Gen One, Scyther's been my boy, and then Scizor came out, and yeah. See, I had Pokemon Blue, so I never had uh, Scyther. Um, so I was always like very Pincer uh, centric. I was like, oh, Pincer's so much cooler anyway. <laughs> uh, but I will say, Scyther has gotten a much cooler treatment post Gen One. Uh, than Pinsir has gotten because yeah, Mega Pinsir who don't we, care. Mm. <laughs> we we don't we don't talk about Mega Pinsir. 
nor should we. (laughs) Cool. Well, lots of exciting stuff happening in the world of Pokemon. Lots to look forward to. We're actually not too far out now as we record this and as this is released uh, from the uh, Diamond and Pearl remake. So we've got stuff just around the corner uh, to talk about. And then before you know it, we'll be here with Legends Arceus. So uh, it's a good time. It's a good time. Yay, content. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you and I are here today to talk about a movie. Movie. (laughs) A movie. Yes. It's been a while since... We've talked about a movie here on Victor Road. I think the last one would have been uh, the Mewtwo Strikes Back remake. Um, or, yeah, Mewtwo Strikes Back. I always get confused with those names. Um, yeah. But whatever that, that movie that was the CGI remake was, I think was the last one we talked about. Um, and then I certainly we would have talked about Power of Us. So um, it's been a while since we've talked about an original story. Um, and this one is interesting for a number of reasons. So what we're talking about is Pokemon the movie Secrets of Zarude. It's the 23rd overall Pokemon movie um, and the third in this series that follows this sort of like soft reboot or alternate timeline version of Ash that kicked off with Pokemon the movie I Choose You. So it's 23rd and also kind of third. <laughs> so this, uh, so th- that's what I was kind of wondering with this because I was looking at it and... I'm sitting here like, why are we still dealing with Ash and just having Pikachu? We don't mm-hmm. see any other Pokemon or anything. He doesn't. I mean, yeah, we get to see his mom, but there is absolutely no other connection. So, yep. so technically, this is creating yet another sort of like alternate Pokemon universe. Then, yeah. So anime was... wise, just surrounding Ash, we have the show, which right. is arguably one timeline right and then we have the original movie universe which was technically considered a separate continuity oh. and then they rebooted it uh or, or soft rebooted whatever and so now there's a second movie continuity well then very weird we're getting a everybody's doing the <laughs> multiverse thing yeah well because then with the games that's also split off before yeah. too right so like there are lots of Pokemon continuities. Pokemon has never cared about making anything make sense um, in the way that Zelda used to be before it yeah. decided to try. <laughs> um, and from what I've heard from hardcore Zelda fans, maybe fail uh, to make things make sense. I don't know. <laughs> don't come for me. Uh, I don't. I don't know about that stuff with Zelda. But I, with Pokemon, I know that it's messy uh, and it's it's a headache to think about too much. <laughs> Yeah, um... but I do think you you bring up a good point with just Ash and Pikachu in this in this movie. I double checked with Kyle because he brought this up. He said, "I wish that we would see some of Ash's other Pokemon or just any other Pokemon that Ash has in this movie, and we don't." Um, and so I asked him, "Did we see any others in Power of Us or I Choose You?" And he said, "We definitely didn't. I Choose You," which reminded me, yeah, because we got like the Butterfree story and a little bit of Charizard action. Um, but yeah, Power of Us, he said, didn't have any either. So it's two movies in a row now uh, where it's just Ash and Pikachu. Right. And I mean, we get uh, what was, and we don't even know where in, where in his journey this is. Um, yeah. I mean, he has, he has an outfit <laughs> that's re- very reminiscent of, uh, I don't know if this was similar or even the same as the design that he had in Power of Us. I, but, uh, I think the hat is. I think the hat's been consistent, but I I don't know about the other other clothes. I'm not sure. Actually, yeah, it's uh, it is very similar to the outfit that he wore in uh, 
power of us yeah and and of course the animation style you know like his character design is pretty pretty consistent with the last two movies that we got um excluding obviously the cgi remake that good <laughs> animation money yes yes for sure uh it's always nice it it, it is nice that the show has like almost caught up though right like it, it was yeah it's, it's interesting to go back and watch like old anime and then old movies and and really feel the like drastic disparity between the budgets now <laughs> you like know you know the budget's different um but the 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 tv show's doing such a good job uh that the disparity doesn't feel as hefty anymore <laughs> that's all in the good writing and oh, yes. and good and good acting so yeah yeah <laughs> So, Secrets of the Jungle initially released theatrically in Japan during the 2020 holiday season, which shocked me. I didn't realize this released in theaters anywhere, given the past year and a half. Uh, but we here in the United States, and I think probably the rest of the world, did not get it theatrically. It has been released exclusively on Netflix, at least here. Uh, so, if you have Netflix, you can watch this movie uh, in the safety and comfort of your own home. <laughs> oh, definitely. And and I would definitely suggest watching this. this as far as pokemon movies go and these recent movies have done really well in terms of narrative so mm -hmm. it it feels worlds different than the older movies in terms of uh writing and acting styles yeah and i think i think a big piece of that with with a an understandable exception of i choose you because it was covering so much ground right um they they don't overcomplicate i don't think these past few movies you know as far as what the main plot is this one as best as i could describe it to somebody who hasn't seen it is basically like pokemon does tarzan slash pocahontas like oh yeah that's like, pretty you, much what this movie is <laughs> you could slap a phil collins soundtrack on here and it would feel like a disney movie yeah it's 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 probably <laughs> and i have i i will readily admit i have not seen all the pokemon movies uh like i said kyle was the more knowledgeable one and i'm catching up uh but uh i'm working my way through and uh i i I have not encountered a Pokemon movie yet that feels as quote Disney uh, or maybe nineties Renaissance Disney as this one kind of does yeah. uh, both in how much music it includes that have actual lyrics that you could learn and sing along with. Yeah. That, that one did get me. Yeah. That was a big surprise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the beginning of the movie starts with a song that very much gave me like uh, the beginning of frozen or beginning of Moana vibes. Uh, where it's yeah. sort of like an establishing, tonally set, like tone setting, uh, song, uh, that felt very much like of the environment, uh, and and just the way it plays out, the fact that it's pretty much an adaptation of an old story in Tarzan, and and, and unabashedly so. I don't think this is hiding at all the fact that it is inspired by Tarzan. I mean, the one of the main characters is is literally called Coco, which is like a famous gorilla like real life gorilla <laughs> like so uh they're taking very very direct inspiration from things in order to to build the story of this movie um, and of course if it's a tarzan or pocahontas like movie uh it deals with uh you know man's obsession with uh destroying nature for personal gain the man's uh man's obsession with nature's bounty yes and the lack of control to do what it takes to get it oh yeah and <laughs> i 
I comment because I stumbled upon I I've got a few uh a few people that I follow on Twitter either currently are or have been uh voice talent for Pokemon. Oh and right. someone retweeted the guy who voices uh doc Dr. Sed. Is that his name? Sed Sid Zed. There we go. Zed, yes. Zed. And I could not help but comment on how just the progression of his character from starting as this sort of clean, upright, uptight uh, leader type uh, to progressively breaking down, becoming increasingly unhinged, all because all in the name of not getting what he wants. Yes. And it and is a very quick descent into madness <laughs> it is it is a we're we're talking somebody took a mudslide and slapped butter on it mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh it, it it gets it gets really intense very very quickly towards the end there but it, it it's it's funny because like when they introduced that character uh, I was like, oh, this is like an interesting, interesting guy. But you start to pick up on like clues pretty quickly that like something's going to go wrong. Even still, I was not prepared for just what the madness was going to be revolving right. around Dr. Zed. One thing that really got me was that the the revelation felt very Detective Pikachu. Oh, yes. Yes, that's a good point. So so this movie, we mentioned it's sort of like a Tarzan situation. So there's there's this community of Zarud that live in the jungle. And these are mythical Pokemon that humans wouldn't even technically know about because they're so secretive. Um, and they don't just keep humans out. They keep other Pokemon out of their territory as well. And one of them finds this human baby uh, and it basically adopts it and takes care of it. Eventually, Ash, of course, crosses paths with an older version of this baby uh, about his age. And this prompts this this <laughs> Zarud-raised baby to recognize that he's not a Pokemon, he's a human. Uh, and so where does he fit into the human world? And this is where we get the, um, we get another, well, this is specifically a parallel to Disney's Tarzan, mm -hmm. where... You have this entire time, he's very, this boy is very articulate. He's speaking clearly, full, Dude. full on sentences. <laughs> Suddenly, he meets up with Ash and he sp he starts, all he keeps saying is Zarud. And yes. he's like growling and doing all these things. And it's like, so he was speaking Pokemon the entire time. Yes. Can, what, we, can I tell you that for the first 20 <laughs> minutes of this movie, as I'm jotting down notes, I'm like, Writing notes, crossing them out, adding bits and pieces, trying to figure out if these are rude, which are mythical Pokemon in a Pokemon movie, are speaking English to another human, or if they're just speaking English to us and speaking Pokemon. Because it is not uncommon in Pokemon movies to give the feature Pokemon, which is legendary or mythical, actual human speech. So and <laughs> over and then. over I was like, they just spoke? Or is it translated? <laughs> is he speaking Zarud? Are they speaking English? Like literally with my pen crossing things out, trying to decide on paper for 20 minutes. <laughs> because they've given, us, they've given us everything across the board. They've gone from, you know, subtitles to, um, to w another Pokemon translating for them to even like when no one is present speaking plain English, mm -hmm. like, uh, like in the, um, rescue team. Uh, features and 
suddenly we get here and I'm like, okay, this, this is definitely like Tarzan. We've got the, we've got the apes and the human all speaking and talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Suddenly broken English. And I'm like, crap, it is Tarzan. <laughs> it really is. They even, <laughs> you referenced Disney, the Disney's Tarzan specifically. Yes. And I don't know what from Disney's Tarzan is actually from the original story or not. I will admit to not knowing anything about the source material, but I know the Disney one, right? The, in this movie, they even do the like hand to hand, palm to palm thing <laughs> with Coco and Ash. Like <laughs> it is like Coco realizing that his hand is the same as someone else's for the very first time, <laughs> just like Tarzan and Jane. So, it's like, <laughs> oh my god! And, and, but I I have to give it to them. I mean this. I don't think they could have played it off any other way. That's that's no, the it's thing. done really it, well. It is. They say um they they say in in copyright it there is no infringement as long as it's sixty percent different, and that is totally <laughs> what they did here. <laughs> well, it's honestly like I one of my questions for you because I do think this is so interesting to see a Pokemon movie that basically takes a story from our world. And adapts it into a legend within its own world. Granted, plenty of Pokemon does that already between Japanese legends, yokai, regional inspiration, stuff like that. But for specifically a movie, like, would you, like, how would you feel if this was a direction Pokemon just kind of goes in? Uh, maybe not necessarily always as obvious as this, but basically saying like, okay, Pokemon does fairy tales or Pokemon well, does fables, you know? Honestly, that's... It would be a level of world building that I would probably just without a second thought appreciate because yeah, that's I mean we get we get character building all the time, but there is still like a certain layer of the Pokemon world that we still just we don't get. It's all just you know different regions, mm-hmm. but we don't see the world as a whole. Yeah, that's a good point, and I do think some of this stuff could connect things within the world to each other but then also sort of uh, create bridges just even in our own minds between what should or shouldn't be connected within those worlds right because it's a familiar story to us exactly and um, of course anything to fill the hole that was left by removing the minnesota vikings joke oh (laughs) i mean The ultimate bridge to our world, the Minnesota oh, yes. Vikings. That was a, a nice little illusion. Hey, so there is a United States in the Pokemon world. Oh, no, God. No, no, we, we, don't, we don't exist anymore. Hawaii does, but we don't Yo, Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, so this movie, it, the, you know, it does give us a new region. It gives us lots of new, new bleh, lots of new locations. I swear I could talk. Um, <laughs> in the Pokemon world, in this case, we get Milifa Town uh, and the Forest of Akoya. That's kind of where this all takes place. Um, it's just, honestly, the town itself is just another Pokemon town. The town really isn't featured very heavily and doesn't really get much character the way that the last movie gave its sort of City of Winds character. This is way more about the jungle. It's huge yeah. jungle, uh, has different territories within the jungle. Beautifully done jungle, I think, uh, for the most part. Um, and definitely when you compare it to the last movie that sort of involved Celebi, and this one barely involves Celebi, I will say, <laughs> oversold the Celebi aspect of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing That's how they got really everyone. oversold it. <laughs> they said, hey. How we get anyone to see this movie? Oh, let's just throw a shiny Celebi on the poster. Yeah. Perfect. It, mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, 
the dro- um, they come in droves. Yeah, if you haven't seen this movie and you're listening to us talk, you're 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 on board for spoilers. Celebi is in this movie for approximately like 20 seconds. Yeah, <laughs> <at> the very <laughs> very end. <laughs> there's, um, I mean, there's mention of Celebi, but even at that point, the the yeah. the narrative doesn't. It it pretty much just glosses over it. It was a passing discussion and it moves on to the next plot point and characters in the universe don't even necessarily know if they believe in celebi so yep. it doesn't even it doesn't even tell us we're supposed to or or tell us we should expect it you know at this point it's uh i figure it was thrown in just to have another event pokemon tie in mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> well, but i'll take it yeah i don't know if you got your codes i still haven't but uh uh, Whenever it was, I do, I'll be I hyped. did not. It was only thanks to Scott, uh, mm, yeah, that I was able to get them. And I'm actually thinking of taking uh, another uh, piece of advice, and I'm probably going to contact support, see if I could get some information. Because yep. uh, I look at the website, and it doesn't tell me whether <laughs> I am or am not signed up for the trainer club newsletter so i'm gonna have to do the same because i actually really after liking this movie like zarud i had zero feelings about zarud because it isn't featured in the game (laughs) at all no i mean Uh, we don't got it what um what was it the uh the isle of armor no 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 it was before that it was some sort of just passing event pokemon yeah Um, it it, it's this is this is my first introduction to or, or like not introduction to but like this movie really <laughs> told me <Yeah. laughs> way more than I knew at all about Zarud. And I was very surprised by a lot of what I learned. And way cooler great, than I thought it would be. The great thing about it, which is why I'm which is why I'm kind of wondering why uh the Pokemon company or well Game Freak didn't really treat Sword and Shield with the sort of like real time attention that it probably deserved mm-hmm. was that you when you get the Zarud character when you get it in game this zarud has the pink blanket wrapped around its neck mm-hmm. so it's got the pink cape and i'm like okay so you can add game objects to existing stuff right you could tweak a model so if you can <laughs> tweak a model you can add more content which i mean yeah with for all intents and purposes everyone's like blah 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 i don't want to pay extra but the if if you love something enough, <laughs> you will support it. Exactly. Yeah, I would. I'm fine with it. So <laughs> I bought the exactly. game twice. I'd buy it again, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I bought the expansions because, I mean, little, uh, just the the yellow gi, it, it got me. Mm-hmm. I, was like, I I have to get that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, and I mean, it's, it's, it's good content, so why not? They're, the Pokemon company is giving us all this stuff in droves mm-hmm. and all some people can find is the negative, which there's too much stuff to just focus on the negative. For real. I mean, like, honestly, a, a big part of it is is clearly, you know, how big those development teams are and the timelines they're forced to work within. But like, we also collectively as fans and consumers could say, like, it's okay. Is it's okay if you take your time. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need a game four months after the last game. I know no, they're different development don't. teams. Everybody, don't at me. <laughs> but you know what I mean. The 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 the. I have a timeline right next to my recording session of all the Pokemon games. 
they can spend four years on a game instead of two years. It's okay. <laughs> like, I mean, it's that's fine. what they do with other AAA titles. And I mean, and exactly. I understand. You know, we went with the the handheld games, which are small in comparison. So you know, smaller file sizes, smaller projects means shorter uh, production timelines. Of course. However, we're going into a full fledged full console release here we're doing not not just that but doing multiple content console releases at once so i mean most of your AAA titles can go four five six years on development mm-hmm. and so why don't why not apply that to pokemon because and yeah especially if you're willing to especially if you're willing to contract other development studios to do certain types of games right right um so i don't know that's um, obviously that is a much bigger conversation um <laughs> that you know it's unsurprising to spin out of any sort of Pokemon conversation, but um, all of that to say, this movie is really the only Zarud content I've ever gotten. And that's actually been one of my complaints for a long time um, about some of these these mythical Pokemon uh, that really are just event or movie Pokemon is that I don't feel like I know them, right? Um, right. I'm very happy that Zaraora has found life outside of Power of Us um, in a number of ways presently through pokemon unite um oh. hopefully zarud I-, I would love to see zarud and other stuff too uh because i really appreciated this pokemon what i mean what did you think of zarud um in this movie and just generally now that we know so much more about it as a character and i guess honestly it did kind of hit a lot of personal notes uh in terms of being a father because yep. you know he basically he brought it upon himself to say hey i'm going to I'm going to raise this child because unfortunately we can't find its parents and to sit here and literally he's sitting here, he's putting himself in harm's way to make sure that this child doesn't get hurt by other Pokemon who happen to uh, put their animosity against Zarudes on this child. But he's, he's different in a way that he has different views than what other Zarude of the troop mm-hmm. have. And so you see he's a little more open-minded, but at the same time, he's kind of naive and stubborn. <laughs> and I'm like, holy crap, it's monkey me. <laughs> yeah, as a, as a Pokemon professor that specializes in primates, <laughs> give us the rundown. <laughs> and so, and to be able and to sit there and he, there are multiple moments where, uh, well, Dada, which... That's the name that he's ultimately given. Can I tell you, he, I had no idea he was called Dada Zarud because he's a father. <laughs> I, I, because I, I, you know, I'm sure the answer was out there, especially since this movie's been out for however long in Japan. But I haven't looked anything up. You know, I wasn't going to look anything up until I got the chance to see the movie. So right. when the movie actually started and I was like, oh, it's like Dada, like yeah. daddy. <laughs> and that's what, that's like, what got me. because so stupid. I actually went and I looked it up because I was like, because uh, folks were like, oh, are you going to get Dada Zarud? And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. So I start look trying to look it up on Google and I get nothing except for like plain Zarud. And I'm like, no, th- this isn't right. Google's not working. Yeah, not that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> but to sit there and see him and he has multiple moments where he's like, I'm, am I doing a good job? Am I, you know, I'm, I'm a horrible father and... I'm not doing enough. I need to protect him. I've got to do this. I need to do more. And I'm like, this is the narrative of a parent. You go through these moments where you're like, okay, everything's great. No, everything's horrible. No, everything's great. Horrible. And it's, it is a constant battle. Mm-hmm. 
and then they get old enough and they start button heads with you and it and it's to see that sort of growth in relationship and it actually not bring the the whole story down i really liked that and in terms of pokemon you don't get a whole lot of dad moments yeah somehow everyone's dad's missing so and lee lee th- yeah. this is wild to me ash <laughs> tells a story about his dad in this movie because right. it is so focused on dads but because this movie is focused on dads ash acknowledges and tells a story about his dad and he I remembers fell him. out of my chair it's like <laughs> wait a second so then what <laughs> i was like what this is oh my gosh <laughs> he actually acknowledged we don't even get that level of acknowledgement in the series i don't even no. think we've ever had any sort of acknowledgement of his father except maybe like once in passing by delia and that's that's it it's wild but but you're right, this is very much a movie about a parent and, and their kid. It's funny, I just, for Falling With Style, um, which is my Pixar movie marathon podcast, uh, we just covered Brave. Uh, oh. So two movies in a row now that I'm talking on a podcast that are just very much featuring a parent and child relationship and what that can look like as that child grows up, right? And, and discovers more about themselves. And that's really what this movie is about. And it really surprised me. Um, because you're right. I was, I, I'm not expecting stories about parents and children in this world that focuses largely on children traveling the world on their own, much less about a dad. And I do love how, I mean, yes, this is an Ash movie, but he, for all intents and purposes, he takes a, he takes a backseat to this, uh, finding one's identity type of story. And I I do really like that because now instead of Ash being the uh being like front and center or being shoehorned in, he is now put in a place of being our the vehicle of our self. Like we are Ash mm-hmm. witnessing this story. And I really like that. Yeah, I think, you know, if I, I've said before, certainly, with regards to the anime, I really wish they had moved on from Ash very early on. And I, I've said it about the movies as well. When we talked, when Kyle and I talked about Power of Us, I, I'm pretty certain I said this didn't need to have Ash in it. But knowing that they're never going to get rid of Ash, for me, this type of movie and the way they handle Ash in this movie, um, I think is a best case scenario. It's not yeah. about him, but he's there to sort of bring us along um, right. on the story, right? This movie doesn't need Ash. It would very easily be written without him. Um, I think it's very easily <laughs> you could very easily replace him with a new kid from the town. They wouldn't have that marketing buy-in, that instant recognition buy-in. I get it, um, but you know, given that, I think they do a good job not making him take a spotlight from anybody. Um, they don't, like you said, shoehorn any Ash content in that doesn't need to be there. Um, and he's really he he in this movie to me it feels like the best moments of Ash in Journeys. Right. Where, like, he's there for go. You know what I mean? And I like that. And this is... I, My personal opinion is that this is the best form of Ash, where he's not, like... He's not annoyingly gung-ho. He's not hyperactive. He's not, you know, doing something dumb. He's being supportive and caring and he's selfless. Yes, 
And I mean, of course, he's like, "Mom, shut up! I need to go." <laughs> but but that's important for this story, <laughs> exactly. And so, and that's I didn't feel that he was annoying here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, they do they do a good job balancing these characters. We get a good good sense of who Coco is. We get a we get a good sense of who Dada Zarud is and why Dada Zarud is the way that he is, um, and their relationships. Um, they do a decent job with Dr. Zed, but because this movie is so much like a Disney style fairy tale adaptation or similar, Dr. Zed isn't focused on very much as far as character. No, it's more just like this is bad guy going real bad, which I'm I'm OK with um, when it's not every bad guy. Right. Um, right. I do think Pokemon does fall sort of prey to the like introduce bad guy who's just sort of madman. I think Especially in this case in it movies. works because it's familiar territory, but if I were watching all of them in a row, I think a lot of these villains would feel the same. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> especially um, the whole, you know, genius madman with giant machine mm-hmm. um, feels very, um, oh, which one was it? Uh, Does the, Avatar um, the do movie with like uh, No, um, it was the movie with Lugia. Oh, like the original one? Yeah. Yes. Uh, 2000 pokemon yeah movie pokemon 2000. the movie 2000 where you had this the big power guy of one. The, he was <laughs> the the genius with the big old air laboratory and the giant machines that would capture the legendary pokemon and all this yeah and so it's pokemon movie villains are kind of you know one note pokemon movie villains are very much like common writer villains often are where it's like <laughs> i am a genius man who has lots of money who is trying to do something for the better of everyone but everybody just doesn't see it and everyone's like no you're actually just terrifying <laughs> i'm here for the betterment of the world meanwhile <laughs> insert uh jungle getting torn apart by yep. a giant machine yep <laughs> um I can we talk about Zarud the species like the species of Pokemon because I was I was surprised and I know mythical Pokemon are different than legendary Pokemon but right I was surprised that our main character Zarud was one of dozens at least of like this thriving Zarud community and um, the way... and I was surprised at how much variation they were allowed in design Exactly the way, and I mean, I understand a lot of that's to differentiate one character from another, but I mean, you don't get a whole lot of that in, you know, any other like particular Pokemon. Typically, it's only for those that are um like relevant to the story, like say yeah. um uh, Richie's Pikachu, uh, mm-hmm. Sparky. There's always some sort of different something to differentiate from the from the norm. Yeah, and there are but, a number of different Zarud characters in here. So they, it's not even just like this is the bigger one. They have like right. different vine patterns. They like wrap their vines differently. Some of them have more on their wrists. Some of them have more on their legs. Some of them have them around their chests. Then the um, elder with his like his that, nice braided beard yeah. going on. I, oh, I love. And around that. his staff, like even in addition to where the vines are, like their body types aren't all entirely the same because the elder is older and and hunched over and his eyebrows go down instead of up, you know? And then alpha is what you would expect in this bigger, more gorilla like version of Zarud. 
Um, and you've got uh, another, like, um, the other one's kind of uh, skinnier and more, like, hunched over, just kind mm-hmm. of, like, snively. Sni- snidely. There we go. Yeah. Snidely. Yeah. You're, like, hyena version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was very surprised. Um, I-, I was shocked that there were so many different distinguished, like, not distinguished, distinctive uh, versions of Zarud. And a cool freaking Pokemon, dude. It's, like, it- it- it's hard. To- I- I'm not super familiar with primates, but, like. It's not even really like a gorilla. It's more like a um, No, it's more like a, a baboon or yeah. a um, or like what's a what's the the, the thing there's called? There's another one similar to a baboon. Whatever Rafiki is cuz he's not actually a baboon, right? Um but yeah, it's 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 more it's more along those lines. But then it also it the mandrel. Uses its, there we yes, go. Yes, mandrel, that's exactly what I was thinking of. Um it also uses its vines like Spider-Man webs. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which I of course love. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool really cool very cool pokemon and when i first saw its design i was like okay but after this movie i'm like no actually it's it's freaking rad (laughs) and and it it only happens once you like see it in uh like in context Mm -hmm. because otherwise he's just another kind of like overly designed pokemon for the new generation that you're Mm -hmm. just like okay and what the heck's going on with the funky weights that he's got on his wrists Mm mm-hmm but yet to actually see this stuff in action, much in the way of uh, Zora Aura, you you actually get to see this, see it in context, and it it works. Yeah. I think the movies. I, I don't like when they're confined to the movies, but I do think the movies do a good job convincing me that these are cool characters, which I think is why I get so disappointed that they don't end up incorporated in any meaningful way into the games, right? So right. like I'm thinking of like the um the Crown Tundra expansion. Like it's cool that they there's sort of a story around those like legendary and mythical Pokemon they added. Mm-hmm. But I I don't feel as connected to them as I do now to Zarud or Zaraora. Uh and I it's kind of a bummer. Like I wish I wish that I wish the quality of storytelling wouldn't feel so different. Um, if we between could, those examples if we could get a movie or even just like a short series something uh focusing on the crown tundra that would actually be pretty cool give us or, a three-part episode for isle of armor in journeys and a three-part episode for crown tundra in journeys just like they did the three-part episode for the darkest day that's what yes. i would like to see if I you're like not going to give us a whole season of galar Give us those three three episode arcs. Maybe we'll see because there's still uh, there's still actually quite a bit that hasn't been released yet of Master Journeys, right? Oh, big time! Yeah, and then I'm I'm assuming there will be like a third season too. Aren't there typically? Don't they typically come in threes? Uh, I'm not the most. I guess well-versed. it depends. It depends. Sometimes they go. I I can't remember how which one had gone three, but I could see this doing that considering just how much they they seem to want to cover of the world yeah yeah oh but this this they do cool stuff in this movie that i would like to see more of just across the board in the the anime i think is doing some of this stuff which i appreciate um would love to see some of this stuff in in games this is this is the kind of stuff i would love to see from expansion so um as they dabble more with that i hope we get some of this this quality in 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 the games um and I like just, the games plenty, so that's not like a dig, but I'm just kind of disappointed how some of these narratives work, how they how they just get relegated to another continuity. It would be great to even say, "Hey, 
acknowledge in passing, oh, I've seen one of those before or something like that. <laughs> but Yeah, they barely do that in the show for no. the show. <laughs> no, they, they half the time they don't even acknowledge half of yeah. Ash's older Pokemon. Yeah. So I mean, they're getting better. They're getting better at not necessarily acknowledging it, but not having Ash be like a complete buffoon, right? So like I think Go, we we probably even talked about this, but I think Go is one of the best things to happen to the confusion of what Ash retains from his journeys. Yeah. Because then Go can just be like, oh, what's a Gengar? And Ash can just go silent. Like, because <laughs> has he seen one before? I don't know. Like, I mean, he, we know he has, but but has he? <laughs> so he doesn't have to just be like, what's that? Now, now the minute a Tauros comes up, if he doesn't say anything about the Tauros, it's going to be like, dude, you've got like 50 of those things. Know, you right? can at least say something. <laughs> oh, the Tauros. The Tauros. Confused as a kid, still confused as an adult. Even though yeah. I know the answers, still confused. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, this movie, it it's definitely on the upper end of my list of favorite Pokemon movies. I really enjoyed it. I really did. Um... And I didn't really know what to expect. I never do with Pokemon movies. You know, I feel like they can always, there's always a high probability for them to be hit or miss in either direction. Yeah. Um, And this one, this was good. I don't know if I just was in the right mood for it or what, but it worked. I mean, I watched it twice and didn't have a bad time, you know? So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, trying to like look to see what other kind of stuff I, I noted as interesting. Um, oh, okay. So one thing that Zarud can do is use this move called jungle healing, right? Where he basically like pulls the energy of the jungle uh, in through himself and uses it as a channel to like heal Pokemon or himself or whatever. Um, Yes. He demonstrates this ability to Coco in a flashback. And I don't know about you, but I literally was like, okay, now it's my job to figure out which one of these characters dies so that Zarud has to bring them to life because that's what Pokemon movies do. (laughs) And I was very pleased to know that that was not the direction it went in at all. (laughs) It made you think, it it, it gave you a few touch and go moments there. Yep. But (laughs) at first I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, he's using leech life. No. No, 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 it's, it's, it's bigger than that. It's big. Oh, yeah. it's, it has to be bigger than that. Yep. But the way it turned out, how, and again, this is, I, I apologize. This is a, a massive spoiler for this movie. Yeah. If they're, if they're an hour in, yeah, <laughs> they <laughs> can deal rate. with it. <laughs> um, the way Coco just kind of wills the healing process and like everyone's everyone around him's like no you can't do this you're you're a human you're not a pokemon you can't use moves and of course being in the audience i'm like he's right you can't use those moves <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you you feel bad for him like you feel, yeah. I, I don't know i felt sad like knowing that he's a human without him knowing he's a human and knowing he thinks he's a Pokemon that will grow up to be like a Zarude, asking about his vines and which Pokemon moves he'll learn and when, because he doesn't know them yet. You're just sitting there like, oh, you like, poor oh, child. Wee baby. <laughs> oh, no one's telling you the truth. And then uh. suddenly he sits there, everything starts glowing, and they're just like, oh, crap. He can do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know- it's like, okay. 
the implications of this now are exactly you know what's <laughs> i think what's really fascinating about it and this is maybe a little too heady and not what people necessarily want but like i do think there's always been this weirdness around pokemon um, and humans because all animals in the pokemon world are pokemon they all have some sort of ability that makes them you know different or more fantastical than the animals that you and i encounter in the real world right right but then humans outside of psychic humans are just humans right so then you have the situation where you're like okay well humans are just humans but pokemon are these fantastical creatures but you do have pokemon that are able to harness psychic abilities in a way that we can't i actually think and and kyle is probably like cheering because this is the kind of stuff he loves uh, (laughs) and he doesn't normally get from me um i do think this movie kind of draws a connection between uh, the fact that there are some humans that can harness psychic abilities uh, and the world of Pokemon. I think it kind of implies that humans are Pokemon in the same way that humans are apes. Um, It's just that we are like the weakest version and that we have largely abandoned our ability uh, through like kind of like humans have abandoned a lot of their like animal abilities uh by going in the direction we have right so like i think it actually kind of makes sense that there would be some humans out there who are the exception who can kind of harness whatever that pokemon zhuzh is uh to do pokemon like things and we saw that i think once or twice before uh the the most notable being uh lucario and the mystery of mew where uh lucario's original partner could could harness the he had a strong connection to what they called aura mm-hmm. and then somehow ash happens to i guess he happens to inherit this ability or have some sort of innate connection to that and that's probably we we don't see it often humans having some sort of uh amazing feat but it's it could probably stand to happen more well i guess if it happened more often then it wouldn't be so amazing so <laughs> <laughs> but i do think it kind of it, it, it's this sort of weird unspoken lore that humans are in fact a species of pokemon that are capable of like other pokemon learning or tapping into certain abilities but not all of them right just like I mean, an alakazam can't learn every uh every pokemon move or just right. like a Venusaur can't learn every Pokemon move, humans are also limited in their ability as to what they can do. It's just our attack stat is garbage, uh, <laughs> and our 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 you know our training is very difficult. <laughs> oh, very much. And and with the with evolution being a a huge concept, mm-hmm. I I can see where that would apply. Where we just kind of evolved out of all that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there. I mean, they. They have they have introduced that real world evolution into the world of Pokemon next to Pokemon style evolution, right? So it's not even not even that far fetched, if you will. Oh uh, yeah. To believe that we just evolved out of what we may have had as abilities. So I actually when I when I first realized what was happening, I was like, oh, that's kind of bizarre. Kind of like in line with everybody in the universe of the movie. Uh, but then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, actually, that really does connect to a lot of things we've seen before. And I think it starts to create this unifying theory a little bit. It's got all the Pokemon scholars flummoxed. 
I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine all the research papers you're going to have to sift through now. Uh. <laughs> Weird Zarud boy uses glow ability. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, one thing that I must mention, uh, and I, I, I was really pleased that I caught this organically, um, as opposed to, you know, somebody telling me about it. Cause I, you know, I never know where my attention is going to be when I'm watching a movie. Um, <laughs> Rita and Phil from new Pokemon snap appear in one of the scenes Wait. Uh, of this movie, taking pictures of the landscape what um, and in new pokemon snap the professor says that some of the pictures on the wall were taken by rita um in a different region <laughs> i've okay i've got to watch it again because yeah. i did not notice that i can tell you exactly where it happens too so you can kind of have a heads up unless okay. you want to find it for yourself yeah, well i you know what i'll i'll surprise i'll surprise myself beautiful because they are in there they are in there uh, which I thought was really fun and a very cool, you know, moment of synergy uh, that I don't typically expect across properties. I wouldn't have expected, right? Oh, definitely. It's uh, it, you. That's another thing you don't get from Pokemon all that often. It's just like weird, just cross uh, existence. Mm-hmm. I guess that's you could one say. of the things that's so exciting about Journeys is all that potential. Oh yes. And I mean, come on, if we're not going to stay in Galar, at least bring back some old characters. Come on, just give me Richie or like Todd Tracy or somebody. Sketch it. Tra- <laughs> Tracy who? Sketch it. Tracy Sketchit. I don't even think they I acknowledge the Orange Islands anymore. Acknowledge them. <laughs> they existed. <laughs> you can still watch the episodes on Pokemon TV, <laughs> which is now out on Switch. Oh. um but yeah i do love little moments moments like that uh i think they're very very fun and and the passage of time is kind of weird too because you you, you've got ash who's still like 10 years old then you play pokemon new pokemon snap and todd is like he's gotta at least be in his late teens early 20s (laughs) yeah why (laughs) did todd get to grow up yeah, it's like what? No one else does. Age up? Did, did he hit <laughs> some sort of milestone? And is this like The Sims? Did he did he check all his boxes and he got to age up? I guess so. He's the only one who did. Yeah, literally the <laughs> only one who did. Anything worth mentioning about Team Rocket here? They are in this movie. We haven't mentioned them. Yeah, well, that that's kind of how Team Rocket was. Yeah wasn't really notable they were they were here just to kind of uh move the plot along annoyingly so but they uh came in and <laughs> helped introduce yeah. Z- zed and then they, they helped introduce zed and then they they closed that up which is that could have been anybody they could have literally just been the researchers yeah. at zed's lab but i i, I kind of feel for team rocket because at this point, I feel that they're just there because nobody wants to create a replacement for them. Mm-hmm. And it's like we said in the last episode. In the the last episode I was on was that you know give them some sort of purpose. You know, try to you know revitalize that instead of having them slumming it in some like back alley uh, studio. You know, give them some purpose that they can actually like something to make them come off as not completely incompetent yeah 
that's literally it. They're they're the bulk and skull of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I do the the only only notable thing for me is just I like that they actually turned in the evidence to take down Doctor Zed. Uh, once again, sort of that idea that Team Rocket aren't actually that bad. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean <laughs> they're like mischief Rocket, makers, but they're not bad. <laughs> movie Team Rocket always ends up being yeah. on the good side, reluctantly, yeah. if nothing else. And I mean, it, it's better than what they get relegated to in the series. Oh yeah, yeah, often for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, will we ever see Coco again in any capacity in any media? I doubt it. I it, until we got to the very end of the movie, I thought we might have, and then we got to the very end of the movie, and I was like, I don't think so either. Yeah, no, that's how I they was, always do. I thought for a second, I thought for a real solid second that Coco might show up in whatever the next movie is. It really felt like he was going to join Ash when he said, "I want to go on a journey," but no, they go separate ways, and I I agree oh. with you. I don't think we're ever going to see him again. Just some guy who has absolutely no knowledge of the world going out into the world half naked mm-hmm. with a grass backpack yep his journey <laughs> also would have made way more sense like 500 years ago yeah because people are already friends with pokemon buddy <laughs> he's like i want to be a bridge between humans and pokemon i mean i get you can i get you can speak pokemon so i guess that makes sense yeah so i mean there's but... there's that but <laughs> who knows but... maybe he'll meet his jane and maybe who knows? But it, <laughs> if nothing else, if they're going to continue on with this sort of new reboot universe, maybe we'll hear something in passing on some sort of like background news feed or something that some weird Zarud boy is climbing on something. That'd be neat. I wish that they, they would do that, right? Like, I wish there would have been, you know, a passing news story or or a character from the last movie in this movie. Just to kind of connect the 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 two, that would be fun. But oh yeah, definitely. It's a lot lot to expect from from Pokemon, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we're missing before we get into some of our listeners' thoughts? None that I can think of. Nothing that uh, hasn't been touched upon. Cool, cool, cool. Well, Scott at the Nick Fan Club uh, said that he was surprised by the amount of lyrical songs in the early part of the movie, which you and I commented on as well. Um, he says it was pretty unique for a Pokemon movie. Usually it's just the theme song, whether it's that season's or not. Um, and then he also says what I said. <laughs> I'm not sure that Ash actually needed to be there for the plot. I no. agree, but they're never going to get rid of him. No, he's he is. Uh, you've got. Well, no, the the games have revolving door main characters. But since the anime is kind of like, I guess the company's second bread and butter you've you've got to have some sort of in yeah and i and i don't know i guess it's kind of hard to deny right because it's going on for so long so yeah it's like what it is what it, yeah you have to brand it as something entirely different um, yeah for it but to... it would be great to have some some secondary thing i agree i agree i and i think they could sustain it easily i i i don't know if i said it to you or or to rye but i really think that we could, they could afford and sustain, you know, 26 episode anime series about different characters. I don't think they all need to be shorts. We, I don't think I've ever seen a dip in like general popularity of Pokemon, like not significantly anyway. So there's never really been a need for a quote unquote renaissance 
Yep. I mean, that, we're it's, celebrating... it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe they're keeping that in their back pocket for whenever they need to uh, spice it up a bit. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. I did like the lyrical songs, though. I uh, Scott doesn't necessarily say whether he liked them or not, just that they were unique. But I, I enjoyed them. I thought they were fun. I thought they were woven in well enough. Oh, definitely. I'm excited to look up that soundtrack. <laughs> they didn't, like, overpower anything either. So, I mean, it was all very natural. Yeah. Uh, and then we got one other person who had some comments for us to consider. This is Stephen Reich at Poke Press. Um, I'll I'll just posit this first part because the most of his are just sort of general thoughts or things to consider. But he says, I'm curious to know what you thought about the score specifically. Well, I mean, I could reiterate what I've already said before. You know, being a, being a rather natural feel, they didn't put too much into the soundtrack where, you know, you've got, I don't know if it's just a, ne- a Netflix thing or whatever, but you've got a, a lot of these shows where the background music just completely overpowers the uh, the vocal audio and you don't get that. It's very uh, complimentary. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it fit tonally. I thought they did a good job. Um like incorporating uh, new sounds and styles of music into a movie that had a very specific tone and setting an environment to it. Um, I liked a lot of the bass and and the drums that they used that they incorporated that you wouldn't necessarily get in other movies that take place in other regions. So I liked that. Steven goes on though to talk about the score. I, I should also say Steven, I think if I, if I am correct in his uh, Twitter bio calls himself a Pokemon music expert. So uh, I'm, Ooh, I'm inclined to, to just trust what he has to say here. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can add much, but he says, well, I generally thought it was a, uh, was better than the power of us or Mewtwo strikes back evolution. I couldn't help but notice more energetic or the more energetic cues, more common, the later in the movie you get, uh, didn't seem to fully mesh with some of the other score elements, which I, I find that interesting because I did never find anything like jarring. So I, I, you know, again, uh, he seems more well-versed in this than I would ever claim to be. He might have, because I definitely didn't have an ear for that. Yeah. Nothing caught me off guard. And I saw his comment before I started the movie. So I was, I was, you know, I wasn't like, paying sole attention to the music or anything, but there was a part of my brain that was, was trying to pay attention to something that might've been off. Um, I didn't pick up on it, but he says, <laughs> I do know that they brought in some additional folks to help with the score. Uh, and I'd be curious to know if that happened partway through the music production. Uh, and if they weren't able to quote align them as much as they wanted to again, uh, I don't know. I can't offer much there. <laughs> um, yeah. He then says, as a point of comparison, re-listen to the score of movie five, the one featuring Latios and Latia, uh, Latios and Latias. Uh, while there are several distinct musical styles and instrumentations within that one, uh, I do feel they fit together better than Secrets of the Jungle. Gonna admit, Stephen, I haven't seen that movie, uh, and I didn't watch it specifically uh, for this episode. <laughs> um but i trust you i trust that what you're saying makes sense uh, even if i I do not have the ears to pick it up (laughs) i might need to watch well i've i've definitely got to go through another pokemon movie rewatch anyway because uh it's it's been a while yeah i i started doing it because i hadn't seen them all i was going to watch all of them 
Um, and I just sort of fell off. I mean, right around where you would expect. Hello, pandemic. <laughs> 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 so I got I got very, very shallow into the pool, as evidenced by the fact that I haven't even seen the fifth one yet. So uh, that's about <laughs> that's about as far as I got. Um, and then I did mention that I had chatted a little bit with Kyle. I brought up most of what, what he had mentioned. He just was surprised they brought up Ash's dad. Uh, and then he wanted to see more of Ash's Pokemon, not just Pikachu, which... I get, I get. I feel yeah. Ya. I mean, come on. Just, just, if if he's not that far into his journey, at least give us Heracross or something. Just, oh! Somebody. That, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I would love, love to see Ash's Heracross again. Even yes. if it's an alternate universe, that Ash's Heracross. I just, quirky uh, little <sighs> so-and-so. Love it. One of my favorite, one of my favorites of Ash's Pokemon. Yeah, him and his <laughs> Bulbasaur addiction. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Thank you, everybody, for for commenting. Um, as always, if you have thoughts, you can always just comment them to us, comment them to us, um, and they'll probably make it onto the show. Um, speaking of next episode, we are anticipating Halloween stuff because it's approaching Ooh. very quickly. So next episode, I'm going to be getting together with Cassie from Distant Echoes, a Star Wars podcast, to talk all about not Star Wars. Uh, but spooky legends and folklore that have inspired Pokemon because in addition to Star Wars, Cassie is very passionate about uh, spooky stuff and uh, folk legends uh, and yokai and stuff like that. So I'm very excited to talk with her about that. Thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks for joining me and my co-host for this episode, Lee, a.k.a. Professor Spruce, yes. on another adventure along uh, the Victory Road. Uh, Professor, where can people find you and stuff that you are working on? Well, um, I'm pretty much going by Pirate Monkey, that's one word, and monkey with an I-E, on most any piece of social media. You'll find my photos on Instagram. I'm currently, well, I actually haven't posted them. I've, I've been <laughs> bad. I'm working on a poke flute right yes. now, and I've actually got to do another layer of paint. And you might see some of that nefariousness on TikTok once I get stuff finished. <laughs> The Pokéfoot looks very cool, so you should absolutely check it out. Give that likes and share that because it looks super awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, 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 I may or may not be uh, getting knee deep into this Professor Persona thing. I've got my lab ju- lab coat, got uh, my glasses. I need to order my uh, need to order a badge. I'm gonna do this whole thing where I'm like, uh, I'm working for Silfco because. Oh, because you, know, you, you got to get money somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. I love I'm 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 not lying when I say I'm a fan of Professor Spruce. I'm excited for all these developments. Yeah. Well, it, it's thanks to you guys. I'm I, I even got the idea. So it's it's all if it weren't for this show, I probably wouldn't be doing this. Heck, yeah. Love that. <laughs> well, cool. If you like what we're doing here on Victory Road, uh, you can find more of what I'm doing. Uh, on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y, or check out my other podcasts. I've got one called Walloping Web Snappers, which is a Spider-Man cartoon podcast, uh, Falling with Style, which is a monthly Pixar movie marathon podcast, and Novel Gaming, which is a podcast uh, where friends just catch up on the books, video games, and other pop culture they've been consuming. For information on this show, be sure to find us on social media at Victory Road Pod. And if there's anything in the world of Pokemon you know a whole lot about and you'd like to appear on the podcast or just something you'd like to hear us talk about, uh, let me know. And of course, until next time, I am headed back to the Pokemon Center to work on honing my Pokemon attack skills now that I know humans are basically just weak as heck Pokemon. See ya later. Bye! 